It was the voicemail I'd been dreaming of for three years. The voicemail I never thought I'd get. And the voicemail I'd been waiting for since before this podcast was even a whisper in my eye. John David Booter, you know what to do. Hey, um, it's Lisa. I just, I, I listened to your podcast and, um, we need to talk. Okay, bye. For those of you who may have forgotten, Lisa was my fiancé before she left me for a tennis coach named Robert Barkley, which spawned the bout of depression and hopelessness from which this podcast, Done Disappeared, with me, John David Booter, was initially born. Now, hearing Lisa's voice, so heartsick and broken as she begged for some FaceTime with me, gave me real perspective on how my life had changed since becoming a successful podcast filmmaker. Suddenly, people who had claimed they wanted nothing to do with me were coming out of the woodworks trying to get a piece of the Buddha cream pie. It just goes to show that fame truly does heal. I owed it to Lisa and to myself to invite her up to my ivory tower and hear her out. After all, I was genuinely interested to hear her honest opinion of the podcast as long as all of her feedback was positive, and to confirm that she'd left a rating and subscribed, and was aware of our new Patreon page that's filled with exclusive content. In the meantime, I was working diligently to prove Bevan's innocence, and while I was head over heels in love with her, I was still getting no closer to getting her to talk about the Goose Gang games. In fact, the more time I spent with Bevan's, the more I started to tune out and daydream for large periods of time while she spoke. Uh, pockets girl, I call the Polly Pocket, because you could easily just grab her by the skull and jam her head down any pair of dungarees and she'd practically disappear. Or, um, you could, say, club her over the head with a baseball bat, drag her down to the wharf in the harbor, and nobody would ever see or hear from her ever again. Well, I'm so sorry, I was distracted. What did you say? But, butterscotch. Could you just repeat? What are you you talking about, Butterscotch? Even though I had completely zoned out, I hadn't heard her mention the word goose, so I was pretty sure I had missed nothing of substance. The more I fell for Bevins, the more difficult it was for me to pay attention to anything she said. Because for the first time since my breakup with Lisa, I felt a song in my heart. And that song was incredibly catchy. Take me down to the river to be with you, my dove, and let me gondolier you in your kayak of love. The honeys don't know what they are talking about. We are N-F-E-O, don't make me spell it all out. Bevan's Maroney, my sweet Shetland pony, ride my Zamboni to our matrimony. Cheers! I love you, baby, yes, I love you, dear. Come to my ivory tower and I hold you near. Take me down to the river, be with you, my dove. And let me gondolier you in your kayak of love. While I wanted to shout to the heavens how I felt about Bevins, it was imperative to the success of my book and the strength of our relationship that absolutely nobody but Bubbles and I knew that Bevins and I were seeing each other. But I soon learned that some stories are so juicy, so outrageous, and so titillating that they are impossible to keep under wraps. Good evening, I'm Nancy Grace. Bombshell tonight, Bevins Maroney, known serial murderer and alleged ganker of geese, locked away in the Davistown, Pennsylvania prison, for life. But now, 
It looks like she's formed a deep connection, perhaps a friendship, or maybe something more with none other than friend of the show, exploiter of victims, and brand new owner of a hot new beach body, John David Booter. Here we have some shots of Mr. Booter entering the Davistown prison for a little lunch date with Bivens Maroney. There he is with his big old noggin, supported by what appears to be a special neck brace. And what do you got there, John? Looks to me like a doggy bag, full of takeout from the Davis Town Applebee's, or maybe the neighborhood Wawa. Could be from the Piggly Wiggly. What is John David Booter doing? Talking to this psycho. Shouldn't he be focused on finding Clara Pockets, the beautiful, young, plus-size model whose demons he dug up live on air throughout the first season of his podcast? Oh, that's right. He's already found her inside of himself. Matter of fact, Mr. Booter claims Miss Clara Pockets was inside all of us this whole time. Now, I don't know about you, but to me... That sounds like a cop-out by someone who didn't know how to tie up a multi-episode mystery with a satisfying reveal. Does John David Booter know more than he's telling us? And is his new gal pal, Bevins Maroney, his new murderous mentor? We're diving in tonight, but first, let's take a look at a video I shot on my iPhone of my little twins doing a dance. The Great Balls of Fire for Mama's Enjoyment in our foyer last weekend. Look at them go. Aren't they something? This episode of Done Disappeared is brought to you by Brooklyn and Sheets. The first thing I do when testing my Brooklyn and Sheets is completely sheet the bed. Then I take a big sheet and smooth it out all over my bed from top to bottom. Then I cover myself in my own sheet and take several deep breaths. Now that's luxury. All my life, I've loved nothing more than the smell of my own sheets. I am moved from the depths of my bowels to count Brooklinen amongst our many sponsors. Brooklinen has many exciting developments in store, many of which are already on the can. In the meantime, go to www.brooklinen.com disappeared and enter the promo code John David Booter to get your first fresh, piping hot, steamy sheet pile dumped directly on your doorstep for 100% off. Brooklinen.com slash disappeared. He won't be disappointed. My cover was completely blown. Nancy Grace had told the world about my relationship with Bevins, and the timing couldn't have been more awkward. Lisa, thank you so much for coming up to my apartment. I know yeah. it's, it's high up. I know you're really afraid of heights, and I've got that panoramic view. Listen, I wanted to talk to you. I'm glad to see that you're doing really well. Bobby, and, the, yes. and the podcast, it was... It was, um... <clears throat> yes, what did you think? Tell me all about what you thought about the show. And yeah, it was really well made, and the ads you. are great. Yes, um, yes. And, but, okay, I have a question, because okay. you didn't really solve I, it. What do you mean I didn't really solve it? I mean... I, I don't know, I kind of feel like you just... It was a whole cop-out, and I also want to ask you to stop talking about Robert and I in your actual podcast because it's been really hard on both of us. Oh, I'm so sorry that it's been so hard for you. John, I think your podcast is great. I just really wish that you would not 
personally call us out because Robert's been getting a lot of threats. Like somebody on your Facebook page recently said that they wanted to break Robert's legs so he couldn't play tennis anymore. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. Why were they? That's some, that's awful. And I'm, it is awful. I'm going to issue a statement and ask them to please stop. Before we continue with the show, I would like to take this opportunity to issue a statement to all of our listeners publicly once and for all to state that I John David Booter, unequivocally, absolutely, do not, under any circumstances, know what I would do without each and every one of you. Your loyalty and dedication inspire me every day, and we could not be more grateful. Thank you so much. Now back to the show. I like Robert. Don't I like him? You don't like Robert. I like him. I think he's a good guy. Okay. This has nothing to do with Robert. Okay. I think he's a good guy. I think mm-hmm. he... He could work on his backstroke. You don't know, Robert. Back, backhand. It's backhand. a backhand. I think he mm-hmm. can work on his backhand. We're not fucking His butterfly. Swimmers. You know what? His butterfly, it's not great. But we're not swimmers. He's, He's a back. tennis player. Yeah, well, that's so, because he doesn't have the wingspan to be a skilled swimmer. We're talking about you right now. Lisa and I talked for hours, skirting the subject of Bevins and arguing like an old couple that almost got married a few years ago. It made me wistful for memories past but also reminded me how lucky I was to now feel so grounded. Um, it's just fascinating to me that you, that you come to my apartment and you want to talk about the show when it's just been revealed in the show that I am seeing something, seeing somebody new. She's John, wonderful. Seeing someone. She's you mean you're seeing her through a plate of glass in a prison? Wait a minute. Look me in my eyes right now. You think that you're seeing? You think that you're carrying on a relationship we with this woman? We have formed a friendship, and it okay. is evolving very quickly into, into something what? more. Into what? Into something more. And I have got John, to tell they, you, I JD, have a feeling. JD, look at me. <clears throat> I'm worried about you. I'm worried about you with this woman because I really think that you need to. I don't know, research her a little bit. Well, I have researched her. I have read everything that Bubbles has provided me and allowed me to read. My business manager. He's a very good friend, and he's a manager of my business. Do I know him? No, you don't know him. He's not from here. He's from... Where's he from? I don't remember. Come to think of it, Lisa was right. I had no idea who Bubbles was, where he was from, and had no recollection of ever being introduced to him. I did feel as though he'd been doing a remarkable job, but the frenzied concern in Lisa's bloodshot eyes led me to ask myself for the first time, was it possible that Bubbles was leading me astray? Or was what Lisa was saying coming from a place of batshit jealous insanity? It was tough to say for sure. is isn't about me. It isn't about my jealousy for you. This is about me needing you to hear me that I don't want you to die. I, I, I do. I care about you and I don't want you to die. And I just feel like sometimes you drive me crazy. Whoa. <sighs> Damn it. You, have you ever heard of the artist's way? Yes. I feel like you could way. really benefit from doing some morning pages every day. I, I have like done morning pages, thank you. I you, oh, you. I have Send to me about the morning pages. No, morning pages have changed my life. Well, you know what, John? I think you should take yourself out on a little artist date. That's what I think you should do if we're talking about the artist way. Well, And on this artist date, I think you should take yourself not to the penitentiary, but into a therapist's office. And in that therapist's office, I think that you should ask yourselves two questions. Did I actually solve the disappearance of Clara Pockets? And... Am I getting myself murdered 
right oh, now. Murdered. Mur- I thought you were going to say married, in which case I didn't really know what to tell you, but um, murdered. No, I will not. Did you ask her to marry you? Not yet. Are you engaged? Not yet, but I did um, get a ring, as you know. What? A few years ago, which you gave back to me, and now I'm... You're going to give her the ring that you gave to me? I am planning, planning on finding the right time. Okay, no, I am. I'm not sure if I am going to use the window. I'm not sure how that. Do you know if in prison they let you wear (laughs) rings? Or would that be something I would have to wait to get her? Oh, God. Oh, God. You're vomiting. Lisa, you're vomiting all over my settee. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just afraid that you're going to end up murdered in the same way that she has killed so many before. So many before? Pickled. In a bathtub. Oh, my God. Slowly over several months. What? They don't even know how she was doing it from within the walls of jail. Humans? Yes! Humans. Humans who who wanted to write a book about her, though? Yes. Specifically people who wanted Specifically. Pickled. Humans. It was clear that Lisa had indeed been writing her morning pages, because the ludicrous tale she concocted about Bevan's pickling people who wrote books about her was a work of fiction as wildly creative as I'd ever encountered. I was moved that Lisa would make up such a detailed story just to get me to break up with Bevan's. I could see how deeply Lisa cared, and how unkempt and tired she looked. I knew how it felt to see your former fiancé fall deeply in love. I prayed that Lisa would find peace within herself and be able to move on. In the meantime, Bevins needed me, and once I proved she'd never ganked a goose, we could finally be together. And to prove it, I'd need to go back to the beginning to talk to the one person who'd been there the night Bevins was arrested. The person who put her behind bars. Corn Dog. Next time on the two-part season finale of Dung Disappeared. How are you today, Corn Dog? I'm fine. Good to hear. For more of my exclusive private conversation interview with my ex-fiance Lisa, visit our Patreon page. We both found it healing, and she definitely knew she was being recorded. I'll have you know that, that this whole process is it's because of you. It's because what? of what you used to tell me about how making a movie is easy, yeah. but making a book is something truly special. You said that to me every night. I didn't say that to you every night, but every I think I said that right once. before I fell asleep, you would whisper that in my ear. I think I was reading a particularly good book at the time. Yeah, well, now I'm writing I, a particularly good book, and it's about Bevan's Moroni. You didn't watch any of my films. You didn't make any films. Well, that's beside the point. Uh, you know what? I, I, I am supportive of you writing a book about Bevan's Moroni. As long as you don't Go on the other side of the glass, braid her hair, touch her in any way. Definitely don't start any sort of physical relationship See, with this her. this is your... Or get this married. is you. No, this isn't me being jealous. jealous. Oh, my God. Oh, Done Disappeared is written by me, John David Booter. Edited by me, John David Booter. Produced by me, John David Booter and my business partner, Bubbles. Additional reporting for this episode by me, John David Booter. Music by Steve Moore. For a full track list, look at our show notes. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, please, 
don't disappear. <laughs>